What's up, everybody? Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, a little bit late today because I was trying something new, and ah, it just didn't work out. I don't know what else to say. It was um, it was one of those things where I would have done it, but they wanted to get a whole annual package up front. I wasn't going to pay that right now. Got bills and families to take care of and all that stuff. So we got a lot to get to today. I'm hoping to be more towards the 11 o'clock hour, between 11 and 11.30, kind of every day, Monday through Thursday, when we do the early show. Um, I even created a whole event on Facebook, and it wouldn't go to Facebook. So it's a bit of a mess right now until I get the new streaming provider all taken care of. The one thing that I can do is I can just go straight to uh, to Rumble. So that's the one, the one capability that I have is to go to just one platform at a time. The goal is to get back to several, but I wanted to expand that out beyond um, one. We'll try and do the Facebook thing again. We'll see how that goes. I'm not really big on the Facebook live streaming. You know how that goes. They censor the snot out of me over there. So not really a big deal if it doesn't work out. But maybe with the early time slot, maybe it'll work a little bit better. Uh, and then Facebook, if you go live, yeah, you go live to your channel. But if you create an event, your event is seen by far more people. So it, it's a weird way that they try to get people to do scheduled events and stuff like that on Facebook. So I'm going to try and do that and see if it helps. But they still really don't let people see most of my posts. So it's kind of like if I, if I post like nine times in a day to Facebook, two will get activity. Whereas it used to be they would all get activity and it was very rare if one of them didn't. So now it's just it's complete, completely uh, flipped. So, again, still follow on Telegram at Casey, the host. I am active on Instagram. If you like memes and stuff like that. But uh, Telegram, Getter uh, right now are the places that, that I do things. I don't even really care about Getter. So if you're on Getter and you love Getter, follow me on Getter. Uh, I do post there regularly. I just am much more active on Telegram until True Social lets me in. So until that happens, it's kind of where we're at. Uh, the new social network that I am testing and I'm in beta testing right now with my discord server seems to be going very well. I'm looking forward to upgrading it to have different features. One of those features is this live stream will be pinned in the live stream group. And then you guys can comment on the live stream group amongst each other and kind of hang out and have your own little community there. All right. Uh, we are in the silverfoxart.com studios. Got the, the logo in the back made by silverfoxart.com and still trying to get a hold of the winner of the last give, getaway, getaway, giveaway from Silver Fox. So still working on that. And let's see, what else do we have here? If you're a streamer, if you are a podcaster, if you are a radio host like I am and you're looking for an amazing logo, silverfoxart.com is the place to go. They will make it out of wood, is full color. It is three-dimensional. There are multiple layers there. There are three layers. So the skull is a different layer than my name, than the microphones. They're all different layers. It's an amazing, amazing piece. The camera doesn't do it justice from this angle because it just looks like it's flat. It doesn't do it justice. That's why when you see the commercial a little bit later on, you'll kind of understand. And we do family photos on this. We've got, um, you know, a, a, a poem, an Irish poem on our, our bedroom wall with it. So you can do anything that you want. Literally anything you want. Think of it like a canvas painting, only it's on wood with backlighting. That could be RGB lighting. It could be just ambient, amber lighting, whatever you want. It is entirely up to you. Silverfoxart.com. All right. Joe Biden. Um, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't think I really need to say much about this. So I'm just going to play this because I, if I, when I cover this on the radio show today, you won't be able to see the video. So just watch the video. Here's the video. Joe Biden. Talking about inflation and uh, 
Yeah. Where's the where's the handshake? Where's the handshake? Where did it go? I thought I already had it up. Did I not have it up? I thought I had it up. There we go. All right, this one right here. America. God bless you all. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. What happened? I was abandoned. Okay, and this is, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, oh, you can cheer, it's all right. Go ahead and cheer. He's once again begging the crowd to respond. And he he also did this weird professor thing again. We just debunked this a couple of weeks ago. It's been debunked for a long time. But He's still out there claiming that he was a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. He was not a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. This has been debunked a lot, and he just repeated this this lie. I don't know how else to say it. it's a lie. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it was debunked again because it had been debunked for multiple years. You know, this is this is a guy who the University of Pennsylvania says occasionally, once in a blue moon, like went into a classroom, but he never taught a class there. He's not a professor. He's, he's never been a professor. And he said, I was a full professor at the University of Pennsylvania. No, you were not. It never, it never happened. This guy, I, I don't, like I said, I understand full well that we are dealing with somebody who has diminished mental capacity. But it is now fully on display every single week. And the same things that he has said that have been debunked for a long time keep coming up. He repeated the lie about owning Canon uh, when the country was founded again last week when he gave his his really embarrassing gun control uh, press conference. This is the norm now. It's not, will he stumble over his words and and then just kind of fade out? It's one of these things where every single time he steps up to the podium, he is repeating a long debunked lie as if he has lived in his own head. He has lived a completely different life than he really has. And that is only something that comes from two things. One, mental decline. Two, pathological obsessive lying. We know that he's a pathological liar. But usually in his political history, when you caught Joe Biden in a lie, he didn't go out a couple of days later and repeat the same lie. He ran from the story and he hid and he pretended that he never said it. He's not doing that anymore. He's just repeating the exact same debunked nonsense that isn't true. And that kind of gets me into, you know, this whole thing. He's been pulled into doing the right thing. Now, we already know that states like Montana, so states private land, just like they did under Obama, private land basically said, Obama's oil policy is ridiculous. We're going to go to private land. We're going to work those leases on private land, and we are going to make the United States an energy giant. And that's what happened under Obama. Obama tried to take take credit for that after he was out of office when Trump was pointing out that, hey, we're, we're a net oil exporter now, and we're energy independent for the first time in our history. Biden came back and said, I did that. No, you did not do that. You actively tried to stop that. It was the private sector that did that in spite of your efforts. And the exact same thing is happening now. The private sector looked around and they said, okay, we need to increase oil, period. 
This administration isn't going to allow it. We're going to work private leases, private land, and we're going to do just what we did under Obama several years ago, and we're going to start ramping up oil production. And they have. And they've had an effect on the price of gas internationally. But it's still not enough. And the point is, is that now the Biden administration, again, in yet another turn, is forced to do exactly what the Trump administration was doing all along. They've done a lot of these policy shifts where they go, this is a horrendous evil policy, and then they finally go, all right, remain in Mexico can happen. Clearly, it's the only option we have. You know, they keep doing this where they keep telling you that a policy from the Trump administration was bad. Then they have to revert back to that policy. When they deviate away from it, it causes chaos. So that's exactly what's happening now. The Interior Department says that it will focus on highest and best use of America, America's public lands. Now, that doesn't mean much. We have to actually see what develops here. Most people think that if you have a lease to drill, you can just go and drill oil. That's not how it works. There's multi-year, very expensive process in between all of that. It's one of the reasons that they get tax breaks, okay? It's one of the reasons that oil companies get, get tax breaks and, and incentives and things like that is because of that, and they are a national uh, strategic uh, industry. The Biden administration announced on Friday that it would move to open more public land to drilling by oil companies, a measure that comes as high gas prices continue to wreak havoc throughout much of the country. Now, we had a couple of days there where it spiked up to here, where it spiked up. It had been hovering right around $4 for the past couple of weeks, and all of a sudden it goes at like four twenty, and uh, it's back down to like, like three ninety or something like that now. Uh, U.S. Department of Interior said in a press release on Friday that it was taking action as part of a balanced approach to energy development and management of our nation's public lands. Today, the department announced that the Bureau of Land Management, one of the most evil organizations in our government, by the way, uh, will post notices for significantly reformed off onshore lease sales, claiming that the new measures prioritize the American people's interest in public lands and moves forward with addressing deficiencies in the federal oil and gas leasing program. So, there you go. Um, they're moving in that direction. They're doing it finally, you know, dragging themselves, uh, being drug kicking, kicking and screaming. Environmentalists are freaking out about this. So basically everybody's like upset at Biden right now. So you got people on the, on the right going, yeah, this is what you should have done the whole time. We wouldn't have to do this if you just didn't abandon Trump's policies and attack the oil and gas sector. We wouldn't even be having an energy crisis if you hadn't done that. And the left is like, you're killing the planet because they don't know science. So, um, this is, it remains to be seen what actually happens here. Just so we're all clear, uh, Bureau claims that it has analyzed potentially available and eligible acreage in Alabama, Colorado, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming. All right. We know that some of those states have large caches of oil. Um, we know that others are less so. So we'll see ultimately what comes from that. But that's really basically... Everything that we've tried is not working and got news for you. Getting people to buy a $55,000 electric car is a stupid idea and utterly ridiculous. They can't afford that. Both of my cars combined, by the way, my wife's new car and my newer car, okay, that I just got, you know, a year ago, both of those vehicles are less than one new electric vehicle by like a lot. <laughs> like we could not afford an electric vehicle. We were looking at the... Um, the Ford Maverick. I've been eyeballing the Maverick since it was announced. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's like, you know, I prefer a full-size pickup, but I can't afford a full-size pickup. So if I'm going to get a pickup truck, so four doors, uh, truck bed, um, you know, and, you know, 200 horsepower, whatever, that's that'll do, okay? That'll get me what I need to do. And it just can't be the electric version. 
So I, I'm like, all right, I'll 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 do that. Um, but at the same time, it's like <laughs> I still can't afford that. And that thing's it's it starts at twenty one, which means there isn't a twenty one thousand dollar available one. So it's basically you know twenty seven to thirty three thousand dollars, which isn't bad for a new vehicle at all. It's certainly not bad for a you know a newer truck, even a compact truck. But dude. Like, people can't afford this stuff. It's a stupid policy. I know that you've heard me say that a million times. I know you've heard everybody else say that a million times because it is a stupid policy. So what I find interesting about this is not that long ago, okay, Jen Psaki was actually asked this question by Peter Ducey. Like, hey, you're asking everybody else in the world to just drill more. Why don't we? It's a great question. If everybody else, if you're telling everybody else in the world, hey, you all drill more oil to increase the global supply of oil, why are we not doing that? Right? Very simple question. So this is the new the new story from the Wall Street Journal. Biden administration is zooming oil leases on federal land uh, in a policy turnaround. Right, because they realize that they're, they're hosed. There's nothing they can do. So this is, uh, at least my audio is still queued up. All right, here is Peter Ducey asking Jen Saga this question and her response. So did he say that you're going to do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans? Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here? Yeah. Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not immol- uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. Yes, they are. It continues. The con- let me finish. To the con- let me finish. An executive order. His Peter, first week halted new oil yeah. and let, gas. Let me let me give you let me give you the facts here, and I know that can be inconvenient, but I think they're important in this moment. To the contrary, we have uh, the, we have been clear that in the short term, supply must keep up with the demand. Where we are, and here and around the world, will we all make right. this. So she starts reading the talking points. This has all been debunked by the oil industry. And all you have to do, you know, you look at the 9,000 approved uh, permits that are not being used. Um, that is because of various things, including that there's no oil there. Okay. So just because you have a, a permit doesn't mean that you can drill for oil. A permit just lets you discover. So there's, you know, you identify plots of land that you can go discover. You get a permit. You got to spend a bunch of money. It takes a long time. You got to scan that entire area, see if you can find oil. Uh, and then when you do, then you've got to go back to the government and go, we did find oil. Can we now get a lease to drill? It's a whole different process. This entire thing has been completely and totally debunked by the oil industry and anybody who knows anything about the oil and gas sector. But it's the same argument we have every time there's high, high price of, of gasoline. When it happened under George W. Bush, it was all because George W. Bush and his big oil allies wanted to get rich. When it happened under Obama, uh, it had... It was a good thing that was designed to get you to buy hybrids and everything else. And they actually wanted to increase the price of, of gasoline taxes under Obama to go ahead and force people to do that. And I told you, be aware of this to happen again under Biden. And that's exactly what has happened. I predicted this. It is, it's, it's just, it's the same arguments over and over again. Thomas Sowell has always said that, you know, when he walked away and he's recently just retired, but he said, I'm still listening to liberals say the same debunked arguments that were debunked 30, 40, 50 years ago. And they're still saying the exact same things. It's just the, the Joseph Goebbels method, man. Just keep repeating that lie often enough and it'll become the truth. And for younger generations, it is the truth because that's all they've been taught. You got into a classroom, 
you got a, a brainwashed teacher or an activist teacher, and they just brainwash you from a very young age. You go to the next grade, same teacher, uh, new teacher, same same premise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. By the time you get into to, you know high school and college, now you're getting hit with all of these really radicals, radical professors, radical teachers, radical you know uh, cohorts, and that sort of thing, and they're all just they're brain dead. So one of the reasons we call them oxygen thieves or NPCs, they just keep repeating the same code because that's how they've been programmed. It's not logical, it's not sane, it's not valid in any way, but if you say that, then you're automatically, you know, termed to be, uh, well, a racial epithet is used against you, especially if you're white, uh, that's used against you, you're accused of racism if the other person's saying it is not white, you know, that sort of, it just, all of these things are designed to shut you down because they don't have any logical argument against what you're saying. And it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. So, again, this is what Jen Psaki said, not true. <laughs> it was a complete and total lie. It has been completely debunked. Uh, we did some of it. Everybody else did it. I, I re- realized you've probably seen it a million times. But I wanted to remind everybody that as they change this whole messaging on this and they're changing the policy now that they're opening up leases Okay, they're doing that because they realize they can't get away with saying what they were saying because things are going to get bad. You're coming into a midterm election, and there are two things right now that are really, really on Americans' minds. And, you know, then there's a distant third with Ukraine. But the vast majority of them are looking at the economy and inflation, and, and, and then they're looking at gas prices, which are part of the economy, but they keep them as separate issues. People can't buy food. People can't fill the tanks in their cars. You know, during the pandemic, a major industry of delivery shot up. And because of that, a lot of people have shifted into that economy. And those folks are making a lot less money now because of the price of gas. You go from paying $1.30 per gallon to paying $4.20 per gallon you have effectively eaten away at the money that you were earning as a delivery driver. And this is continuing to be an issue for our economy. And it's not going away. And all of all of the polls, all of the metrics right now on the midterm has the Democrats losing big, very, very big. The most conservative estimate I had is that they lose three Senate seats. The most conservative estimate. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Things can always change. It's still really early, but it's not looking good for the Democrats. So they need, sorry, got my coffee here. Um, they need to figure out something. So they've got to do this. They're going to run, oh, we we increased oil production. We did that. We did that. You did it kicking and screaming, and the private sector was doing it before, and you realized that you weren't going to get credit for it. Uh, let's talk about uh, Brian Stelter before we move into the harder stuff today. Uh, Brian Stelter may be done at CNN. Of course, we've known this for some time now. Brian Stelter is the only one at CNN who thinks that he's going to get like a promotion at CNN now that Time Warner's taken over. Okay, nobody watches his show. Nobody takes him seriously. Nobody in this business takes him seriously. The guy is, he is, there are people who are dumber than Brian Stelter, okay? There are people who are dumber. And I know that there's a lot of people who will use Brian Stelter as an example of the dumbest person in media, and that's a perfectly justifiable position to use. However, there are people who are dumber than he is. What he is, more so than anybody else, 
is lacking in self-awareness. This is a guy who has no idea what he is doing at any moment throughout the day. That's the issue with Brian Stelter. It's, yes, he's dishonest. Yes, he lies routinely. But his biggest downfall is that he has no idea what he's talking about, and he doesn't have any idea that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then he doesn't remember talking about the things which he didn't have any idea what he was talking about when he was talking about it. That's his biggest downfall. The guy is totally and completely not self-aware. The sheer examples of this guy running onto the air, saying something, getting criticized for it right after that, and the moment the camera stopped him hopping on Twitter and going, why is everybody saying this about me? I didn't say this. And then getting hit with the clips that he just said mere minutes before. I've never seen it happen to anybody as much as it has happened to this guy. I mean, his latest beef with Breitbart is one of the funniest damn things that I've ever seen in my entire life. He's been trying to deny that he called Hunter Biden's laptop Russian disinformation. We've got a montage of him saying it's Russian disinformation and that this is how the radical right wing works. And he was presented with this and he goes, thank you for, for proving that you didn't have any evidence that I said that. It's, it, the guy is, I, he is a sociopath. I don't know how else to phrase it. There are people who want him to stay at CNN because he's such an embarrassment. He's so bad for that network. I'm not in that camp. Okay. What I would like, and, and this is, I realize this is a pipe dream, ladies and gentlemen. I understand that this is a pipe dream. What I want, I want to get back to a, an era where you could turn on the news and you've got good information with honest people everywhere. I would, and for that to happen, guys like this got to go. I realize it's a pipe dream. I understand completely it's a fantasy that will never, ever happen. But that's what I want to happen. Do I think it's funny how much CNN fails with Brian Stelter and Don Lamont and the, the Cuomo saga? Yes. But that's because CNN is a trash network. And I don't want CNN to succeed as a trash network. I want trash content to fail. But if you replace Brian Stelter with an honest person who will give you decent perspective, that's a, that's a win for society. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Warner Brothers keeps saying that they're going to take journalism seriously, yet they haven't made any actual moves to do that. So I don't really know what to say. You know, the new person heading up CNN is, is basically the guy that set up the late show or something like that. So it, I, they're not making the moves to take journalism seriously and the news seriously, even though they say that they're going to do that. So I'm not, I'm not convinced. I know that the new guy did do one good thing. He came in and said, we want to bury the hatchet with Fox News. We're not trying to attack Fox News every day. Um, I, I think that that's probably appropriate, but let's be honest. Every time CNN was attacking Fox News on something, CNN was doing the, because again, this is Casey's rule number one. Everything the left accuses the right of doing, they themselves are doing. And CNN was doing the exact same cardinal sin. They would attack Fox News for being racist. What was happening at CNN? Over 100 employees were suing them for being racist. They attack Fox News for being sexist and, and a hostile work environment for women. What was happening over at CNN? Hostile work environment for women and pedophiles. Lots of pedophiles over at CNN. So every time they attacked Fox News, they were actually exposing themselves. 
and it never it never went well. So uh, anyway, here, here we go. Uh, we saw on Friday how Stelter reached new heights of bootlicking, uh, being a shill to defend White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki after she attacked Fox News reporter Peter Ducey. Uh, she did that on a um, on a podcast that I've never heard of before. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. She did uh, what Pod Save the World. I've never heard it, but I know of it. Uh, Saki claimed that Fox fed Ducey questions to ask Saki, and that might make anyone sound like a stupid son of a beep. Okay, first of all, if Fox News was feeding Ducey those questions, so what? They're, they were all valid questions. Every single one of them is legitimate. Saki's issue is that she couldn't answer them properly because you would have to lie to cover Biden's back. That's that's it. That's the entire issue there. We're not dealing with a situation where you got the uh, the bozo from CNN Acosta who never actually said anything that was true. He was just yelling and arguing. He was just being belligerent. Peter Ducey isn't doing that. Peter Ducey is asking very credible, very legitimate questions. And Jen Psaki doesn't like that. But anyway, uh, Stelter dared to say that she didn't criticize him directly. Not only that... He didn't criticize her attack on the press or their right to ask questions. If I had been, if it had been the Trump administration, we never would have heard the end of it from uh, from his from him in response, and we would have heard how the press was being threatened and that the end of democracy was high was nigh. Yeah, true, all very true. Uh, Stelter had been a nightmare for years. Recently, he got nailed for it in a glorious moment by a young student reporter in the Chicago at the Chicago Thinker. During the disinformation conference that Stelter was speaking at, we played you that video last week. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on the Rumble channel. Um, <laughs> so, word of the day is Stelter's days might be numbered. His days were numbered the moment, the moment that we knew CNN was being bought by Warner. Okay? Sources. Uh, Brian Stelter's days are numbered with the network Discovery Management very much considers him a Zucker henchman and embarrassment and believes that he is a negative partisan lightning rod and distraction going forward. More to come. This is not the first time we've heard that. It's just the latest installment, but it continues. The two things we keep hearing out of CNN. Um, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Chris Wallace is not happy. Brian Stelter is probably going to be gone soon. Those are the two things we consistently hear from CNN right now, from inside sources. And keep in mind, there's a lot of inside sources. Again, because there's a lot of good people at CNN. I know that nobody wants to believe that, but there's a lot of good people at CNN. There's even some good people at MSNBC um, who feed information uh, to other journalists, information, not all of it's Project Veritas, Sting Operations, and that sort of thing. There's a lot of those folks that work inside those environments who are feeding that information to others. You know, they're paying their bills, but they're also doing yeoman's work and making sure that everybody gets some information. All right, now we come back. There is an international health crisis right now. According to the World Health Organization, there's an unexplained increase in severe liver infection among kids. Unexplained. They don't have any idea where it's coming from. Hmm. I, I wonder where this unexplained liver infection is coming from. We'll get to that here in just a minute.
what could possibly be causing this international surge of liver infections amongst young people? Hmm. What could it be? I don't know. I wonder. With bated breath, will CBS News be able to fill us in on what is actually causing this? Hmm. We're going to do an experiment here on this page, too. Some of you probably know where I'm going with this. Let me, let me just say this. It's probably a good thing that what I was planning to do, streaming to YouTube and to Facebook and to Instagram and everything else earlier, didn't work out for what I'm about to say. So, so you probably, probably know where I'm going with this. But I have to ask the question, right? You got the international community, got the news media out there going, hey, there is something happening with livers. What is causing liver infection among children? Hmm. Cases of severe liver infection are on the rise among children throughout the world. Wow. Not one country, but globally. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) No deaths have been reported, thank God, among the identified cases, but the WHO... And the Center for Disease Control and Prevention are investigating. How are they now? I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're totally investigating this. And I'm sure that they're going to be completely honest with everybody. The WHO said that it was notified on April 5th of 10 severe acute hepatitis cases in children under the age of 10 in central Scotland. There was no known cause. No known cause? The World Health Organization, CDC is even investigating this. No known cause. Huh. Three days later, the number of cases in children in the United Kingdom jumped to 74. Three confirmed cases have also been reported in children aged 22 months to 13 years old in Spain. Less than five cases have been reported in Ireland. Meanwhile, in the United States, the state of Alabama has reported nine cases of hepatitis in children between the age of one and six years old without a known cause since October of 2021. What happened in October of 2021? Huh. What happened in October of 2021 that could have put kids at risk of hepatitis liver infections? We'll circle back to that. These children, as well as some of the European kids, also tested positive for adenovirus, which are a common type of virus spread between people. While it can cause a range of mild to severe illnesses, the virus rarely causes severe hepatitis in healthy people. Huh. So, in healthy people, this common virus does not cause hepatitis. In healthy people. That would mean that something happened to these kids starting in October 2021 that made them unhealthy, correct? Hepatitis is the inflammation of the liver, often caused by a virus, which can affect its ability to process nutrients and filter the blood, according to the CDC. All right. Children reported symptoms associated with the illness include jaundice, diarrhea, vomiting, and abdominal pain. All right. What could possibly have caused this? Hmm? What? Oh, you didn't... you, (laughs) You didn't... You didn't see that. No, no, you did did not see that. 
No, no, no. You didn't see that. No. Mm. You didn't. Good thing I'm not on YouTube today. Because you didn't see this. You did not see this from July uh, 2021. Huh. Weird. This is uh, one of two studies I'm going to give you today on this particular issue. Let's, uh, let's, hold on. let's, just, let's just go back here. <clears throat> uh, no known cause. What is it now? April 2022. No known cause. July 2021. There's a cause. April 2022. No cause. But July of 2021, there was a cause. No cause, cause. No cause, cause. It's almost like they're not being honest with you. They've got to report it because it's happening. People are talking. People are like, hey, what's going on with all these kids' livers? Are they hitting the sauce? They, they drinking the boxed wine with mom because of COVID? No, they're not. What do we also know about the vaccines? Oh, that's right. They weaken your immune system. Hmm. Particularly among minors. So a weakened immune system allows a very common virus to get, get into the body and infect the body, and that causes the liver to get hepatitis, according to two studies. This is on the National Institute of Health's website, ladies and gentlemen. This is ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. That's where this is. Drug-induced liver injury after COVID-19 vaccine. Hmm. Now, this, this July 2021, this examines an older person. We present a case of liver injury after administration of the vaccine against COVID-19 infection. I just skipped through. Read the entire thing. Please do, okay? There are few reported Hepatox, uh, hepatotoxicity, hepatotoxicity, okay, cases due to vaccines, namely anti-rabies vaccination induced and autoimmune hepatitis due to influenza virus and hepatitis A and B vaccines. We report a case of liver injury after receiving the COVID vaccine. All right, skip ahead. We don't care about the lady. Don't care about that. Nope, nope. Given that all work up for infection, autoimmune disease, and any obstruction came back negative, the patient's clinical picture and laboratory findings were attributed as a liver injury due to the COVID-19 vaccine. Her liver function levels continued to trend down, and she was discharged from the hospital after a week of hospitalization. On the patient's follow-up with a gastroenterologist, the abdominal pain was resolved, and her liver function test values normalized. Now, it's good. It's good course this is a is an older lady she's in her 60s in summary we presented a case of liver injury after the covid-19 vaccine we attributed the cause of liver injury to the covid-19 vaccine given no other cause in our patient after extensive workup they did all the labs on her nothing else could have caused this okay there are reports of drug-induced liver injury and abdominal liver function analysis from the spontaneous reports from patients who received Pfizer, BioNTech, okay, vaccines in the UK. This is July of 2021. But a year later, they say that they don't have any, any known cause. But a year ago, they did have a cause, and it was well-reported in the UK. Where's Scotland again? That's, 
UK. The purpose of this manuscript is to raise awareness of potential side effects. It should not alter the recommendation of healthcare providers regarding vaccinations. They go through this and they say, hey, the vaccine causes this, but it's so rare that the vaccines are amazing. Still get the vaccine. Okay, that's basically what the study says. All right, so that's July 2021. Let's take a look at another case from December of 2021. Hmm? I'll just highlight that for you. A case of hepatotoxicity after receiving a COVID-19 vaccination. This is an entirely different study from entirely different names. Hmm. Interesting. Drug-induced hepatotoxicity is an extremely rare side effect of these vaccines with few reported instances. That's December of 2021. Few reported instances. Boy, there sure is a lot more of them now, isn't there? Now it's a global epidemic of concern for the WHO and the CDC. But in December, just four or five months ago, very few cases like this existed. Huh. It's almost like if you keep giving the damn drug to people who shouldn't be getting the drug anyway, that eventually side effects will emerge. Hmm. wonder what we could do with that information in the future. We describe a patient who experienced uh, hepato- hepatotoxicity after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine from Pfizer. Wow, it's a Pfizer one too. Wouldn't you know it? A 14-year-old female, not known to have any chronic illnesses, got a second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Second dose. This is all the lab work. You don't care about that. Okay. This is a case of hepatotoxicity in a 14-year-old patient that occurred after receiving the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. The exhaustive clinical and laboratory evaluation failed to establish any other plausible etiology besides the vaccine. The purpose of this report is to raise awareness of this uncommon but potentially life-threatening side effect. Okay. So in July 2021 and December 2021, we knew what caused this. And yet, April of 2022, there's no known cause huh last year it was considered very rare this year the who is sounding the alarms about there being a major problem with livers and kids suddenly going sideways wonder why that is hmm yeah i know i'm i'm sarcastic quite a bit and and i know that on video i'm able to show this to you, whereas in radio, I've got to put it in the daily show prep, and you got to go to my website and see it, but this is all right. This is CBS News, okay? You can't see the CBS up here. This is CBS News. There's the author. Go look the author up. This is the NIH's website. That's the name of the study, okay? That's when it was published. There you go. Since People who listen to the radio show love to say, you're just making stuff up on the radio, Casey, which it's in the Daily Show prep. You know, I'll go look at it. Here's all the, uh, here's the, here's the people involved. Here's the monitoring, monitoring editor. It's all that stuff, okay? This is all on the NIH's website. This is Dr. Fauci's organization. Then you go here, okay? This is curious. Cure, like as in cure a disease. Cure E us. Again, another peer-reviewed study. Does this one say peer-reviewed on it? It should. I mean, if it's got a monitoring editor, it should have a peer review on there. Um, I'm going to assume that it does, okay? But you'll notice that it published to Curious as well, okay? So we're on Curious 
right now. And in Curious, there is a second study that is peer-reviewed that says the same damn thing in December of 2021, just five months ago, like to the day, five months ago, December 16th, when it was published, as the other study did in July of 2021. And yet now they're pretending that they have no idea what is possibly causing this. We have no clue what's causing this. I don't know. It's strange, isn't it? More coming up. As an aside, before I move on to the next topic, which is directly correlated to the last topic, I just wanted to let you know that there's nine peer-reviewed studies that show that ivermectin is really awesome at uh, at working against cancer. Cool. We'll cover that more on the radio show later today. All right. I know you're all going to be shocked and stunned by this. Again, good thing I'm not on YouTube today. <laughs> they would hate this video. Me providing two peer-reviewed studies that are published on the NIH and, and Curious websites that say that the COVID vaccine is causing liver damage? Hmm. While there's a WHO epidemic of liver damage? All right. Uh, Republicans were 4.6 times more likely to be suspended by Twitter in the six months after the 2020 election. Yeah, no kidding. Surprise the numbers that low. Be honest with you. But this is a study, so we'll go over it. <clears throat> a study of 9,000 politically active Twitter users who shared election hashtags in October 2020, half Republican, half Democrat, found that in the six months following the 2020 U.S. presidential election, Republicans were 4.6 times more likely to get suspended from the platform than Democrats were. During this six-month period, a staggering 35.6% of the Republican users were suspended, while just 7.7% of the Democrats were suspended. Huh. I wonder I wonder if it goes in I have not read this. I wonder if it goes into why they were suspended. The study argues that this observation of Republicans being censored at a much higher rate than Democrats provides no support for the claim that Twitter showed political bias and suspension practices. <laughs> How many times are they going to do this? There was a university a couple of years ago who did who did this uh, study too. And they're like, yeah, Republicans get suspended way more, way more than uh, than uh, Democrats do on the platform, but it doesn't prove anything. Yeah, it does. It it proves exactly what we've been saying. Yeah, it's, but you know they love pretending that it's not the case. Uh, the study argues that uh, that this observation of Republicans being censored at a much higher rate than Democrats provides no support for the claim that Twitter showed political bias, which of course is a stupid position to have. Instead, 
It claims that this observation could be explained entirely by the tendency of Republicans to share more misinformation. Bull. First of all, platform, publisher. Okay? The misinformation argument is not an argument. If they posted misinformation, okay, we have to establish definitively 100% that it was actually misinformation and not Twitter just going, hey, Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation when it wasn't. Remember when Twitter did that? You think some of these people might have been roped up in some of that stuff? I know it was after the election. You think they continued to post about the Hunter Biden laptop, which Twitter had basically unilaterally on its own without any evidence whatsoever declared to be misinformation? So Republicans might be more likely to share misinformation. What if that misinformation is true? And Twitter just says it's misinformation. How about the fact that you're you're getting benefits for being a platform and not a publisher? And therefore, it wouldn't matter if it was misinformation. If it was misinformation, then the entire Twitter sphere should be able to just debunk it. Right? But of course they can't, and they don't. That's not the goal here. So if Twitter wants to behave this way, as I've said before, I'm in favor of Twitter behaving this way. All they have to do is face legal liability for everything they publish on their on their platform. It really is that simple. If you want to control what people say who are not openly calling for illegal activity, okay? If you want to control what people say, you're a publisher. That is your right. But you are then liable for everything published on your site, which means every single person who said something untrue about Donald Trump, that's now Twitter's fault. And Twitter can be sued by Donald Trump. If that's how Twitter wants to play this game, let's play it. Twitter can't even make the argument that they're removing misinformation to to prevent the outcome of the election being manipulated because it's happened after the election. So they can't even use that. After the election, shouldn't you be like, all right, the election's over. You guys can go ahead and just hog wild. Go for it. But they didn't do that either. The study is I mean, the study's accurate. It's just their reasoning for it is BS. It suggests that a user's misinformation sharing was a predictive of suspension as their political orientation. Okay. Well, again, but you have to decide what is misinformation. That becomes the big thing. What is misinformation? Because throughout COVID, I was routinely accused of posting misinformation, and everything that I posted outside of the early three to four weeks when I was kind of giving everybody the benefit of the doubt ended up being accurate. And even then, because right there in December of 2019, when I started posting about this, I was one, I was the first person that I know of who said this thing came out of that damn lab in, in Wuhan. Guarantee it. It, nobody even knew what Wuhan was. Nobody knew anything about the lab. I did. I gave it history of the stupid lab, you know, before the end of the year, just so you understood, Hey, this lab is a lab that's pretty risky guys. Only because my previous work, I knew about that lab. Most people didn't. And of course I was right. But it is interesting that this, <laughs> yeah, they, they were more likely to be suspended guys, but it was only because they posted misinformation. Yeah, misinformation according to who? How much of that was Hunter Biden laptop misinformation? How much of that was uh, Pennsylvania election law misinformation? How much of that was Wisconsin election law misinformation? Or is there Arizona law misinformation? All of which has been proven to be true. Hmm? How much of it? 
How much of it? How much of it? How much of it was COVID related? Hmm? And we all know what the COVID related stuff ended up being. After all, we just went through how, look, the World Health Organization's caught off guard. They don't know what's causing this liver infection issue with children all over the world. Yet, they knew about it in July of 2021, they knew about it again in December of 2021, and now they're pretending that they don't know anything about it. And I'll bet if you went back in July and you posted this study and you said, holy crap, there's a study that says that the vaccine might jack up your liver. I bet you get removed from Twitter for misinformation, but this, this group doesn't care about that, right? And then I'll bet if you came back and you go, hey, Remember in July when I posted that study about your liver getting jacked up by the Pfizer vaccine? Guess what? Another study has been done in December, and it says the same thing. I bet you get removed from misinformation again, too. And now, it's all true. Weird, right? We'll cover more of this on the radio show today, along with a lot of other stuff. Uh, very interesting things happening in Ukraine. Um, very interesting stuff. Because there's... There's really there's two arguments that are happening here, and we're gonna have to go over it uh, today. Uh, one is there is a uh, a retired uh, officer from the U.S. military um, who thinks that this war is almost over and that Ukraine's about to surrender. Interesting, uh, and others are like Ukraine's totally winning the war. So, we'll talk about that bunch of other stuff, including a lot of this a little bit later on today on the radio show. Please hit that subscribe button. Hang out with us at three o'clock. There's a lot more people here at three p.m. from three to six p.m. Uh, than there is early in the day. So I know like 30 of you hang out here during the early show, but later today, there's going to be like 300 people here. So um, definitely come on back again. Uh, just hit that subscribe button. Hit that rumble button if you could. The word of the day is snow because, well, it's snowing and it's not. We knew that there was a possibility of snow, but I didn't expect to wake up to like two inches of snow on the ground. So word of the day is snow in the comment section, not the live chat section, just in the comment section, Snow. And then maybe we'll change it up in the afternoon to Her Name is Snow. Uh, bring that back. I haven't used Her Name is Snow in a long time. All right, folks, I got to run. You have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll check back in with you later at 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Rumble.com.